Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture come together for sweet, sweet two-player co-op. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast. My name is Tony T, and we're going to be taking you on a journey tonight through all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. We're so glad that you're with us, and we are also glad that our panel is with us tonight because I don't want to do this thing by myself. If I was going to be sitting in a room talking to a microphone, well, well I'd just be the Christian nerd, and I'm not down to clown <laughs> like that. No heat, no hate, and uh, no shade, Scotty Higa. Uh, but with me, as always, he is the very best at being the very worst. Give it up for Steve-O Supremo. Uh-huh. Ahoy hoy, everybody. <clears throat> Ahoy hoy, one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet until you're on the wrong side of a PvP match with them. Give it up for Jamaican Ollie. Yaman. Yeah, <laughs> Sarcasm, just one of my many talents, he said, reading your shirt aloud. Yes. Oliver. Tony, his eyes are up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeping this party going, he's the uh, he is the often imitated, never duplicated master of mischief. He is the big man Quentin Gregory Neff. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Thank you. He said, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. I'm like, Osborne? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm like, a, I was kind of confused. Yeah. Uh, we the rabbit. Like, Sharon! I, I was know. taking a sip. I would have I helped you out with that. I, mm. Sorry. Nope. Unreturned fist bump. There wow. is. The drama is happening. <laughs> Way to go. What? Oliver, I'm sorry that you had to experience that. I'm here for you. <laughs> There is heat on that side of the table. I don't even know what's going on. So let, let's 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 quickly move on before things start flying here. Uh, she is a punk rock pirate, your friend and mine. Give it up for Alexandria Marica. Hello. Hello. And back in for what it, it just seems like so long for mm -hmm. me to gaze into your your beautiful smile, uh, your your wonderful flowing red mane, and uh, and your the the tense face waiting for me to say something so you can pounce <laughs> on me. She is sometimes salty, sometimes sweet, but always uh, a pleasure to meet. Conveniently pocket sized, it's Jackie freaking Wilson. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, howdy. Are those hey. essential oils? No. Jackie has what looks like a uh, chemistry set in front of her, and uh, we're gonna we're it's gonna. It's a secret tool for later. <laughs> she's gonna take all of our blood and put it in there. I don't. know. It looks like she's gonna cook meth. <laughs> oh, this is cook a family-friendly podcast, Tony. Not meth. Not meth. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm gaming. <laughs> Uh, now, now, now! Here's the moment you've all been waiting for. Let's see what she sounds like tonight. The mistress of Vault Thirty One, uh, Liz, who has lost her voice. Hello, Elizabeth. What's going on? Wait, 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 wait for it. Wait for it. Hi, Liz. Minasan konnichiwa. <laughs> That's not as bad. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought you were going to come in like, "Hello, everybody." But that's the loudest she's going to speak all that's night. It. No, that's okay. This is as loud as I'm going to be. Yes. It's like she's ASMR Liz tonight, and over in the uh, in the booth pushing all the buckets, uh, the but buckets. Yeah. Mouth dyslexia. He is mouth dyslexia. Buckets. He's he's. Kicking all of the the bokoblins uh, that keep this bucket of bolts flying. It's our own resident smart guy, Nick Sadler. Hello. Hi. That Nick. was weird. Hi, Nick. Hi. 
And of course, the, uh, the the show doesn't happen without you. Uh, the best place for you to get connected with us and be part of the conversation is across all of our social medias. Christian, Dr. Zay Zadek, why don't you tell them how they can join? Wherever there's people online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Become a supporter of this ministry at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. You can also subscribe to our daily nerd devos on your favorite podcast app or on Alexa. Finally, join our online small group, The Nerd of God Squad, on Facebook by going to nogsquad.com. The Nerd of God Squad. Share some memes and live your dreams. What are, what are we handing out here? Is that like... Something a, that's very messy. It's messy. Is that like, like a three-pronged Cheeto? Cheeto puffs are happening They're here. Like the Cheeto popcorn. ASMR. 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 Cheeto popcorn. Cheeto, I don't want people chewing Cheetos. In, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow. I'm not going to lie. That was a little appealing. <laughs> <laughs> you should try one, Tony. You should try one. I'm not. I'm not, not going to sell Where are you? Are you getting that like from your pocket? Like how are you? She's got pocket Cheetos. <laughs> pocket Cheetos. The best kind called of Cheetos. It. Go, go, gadget. Tony said he doesn't want it because he's secretly Chester Cheetah hidden in a Tony uh, uh, suit. Hey, hey, hey. It's not easy. Being cheesy. cheesy. <laughs> Uh, we love if no I don't thank you I, I don't want um, <laughs> <laughs> look he's hiding it he's hiding it <laughs> so uh, if, if you're new to the show and because maybe maybe you met us at Megacon or you came by one of our our panels or services we just want to say welcome thank you for being hi hi everybody um, we we were all at Megacon so you you might have had a chance to meet all of us except for Jackie hi. Jackie has uh, real outside interests and friendships so a life <laughs> she's also planning a wedding I mean <laughs> Yeah. That, yeah, I don't know. I just hear excuses. But um but we, we were Tony, you're gonna be there. I am gonna be there. I, and and I was still at MegaCon. So um, <laughs> wow. But we um we, we had a really great time and, and hopefully if you're listening, we wanted to say welcome to the party. Hi! Hi! Hiya! Uh, we want to get you guys right into this with a segment that we like to do every week called the best thing. Ever. It's the best thing ever. It's a bracket system where each ever. season we vote on an item that is on a predetermined list. This season, our list is uh, a competition of the best squads ever, best teams across uh, all manner of fiction. And uh, we are coming off of our last week of best thing ever, which was about a month ago with our schedule. And uh, Neff, why don't you tell us how that shook out? So our last showdown of the first round was Goonies okay. of the 80s fame. I yeah, definitely. Them. Versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh. the 80s fame. Of everything fame now. They, they have one for every generation. Yep. Which is why... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles takes the win. They do. <gasps> yes. I'm actually a little bit surprised at that. That kind of hurts yeah. my heart a little that bit. That makes me so sad. A little bit surprised. Goonies never people. say die. I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying, right? I love the Goonies a lot. If I, had to, I think I'd pick the Goonies over any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, but I really like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. From Mouth like, dyslexia. Wait, <laughs> the 3, the one where they I, go back in time? Yeah, they go back to like uh, ancient Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love that one. Okay. I like the secret That's of actually the... actually a solid movie. I don't, mind, I don't mind any of the live action no, Ninja they're, Turtles movies they're good. that don't have Megan Fox in them. I oh, well. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me that Michael Bay... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I like Out garbage. of the Shadow. The second one is good. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, yeah. Good. Yes. Or or 
better than the first. No, it's a good TMNT movie. I think that my, my wife bought me for Christmas the Ninja Turtles, the uh, NECA uh, quarter scale Ninja Turtles from the movie action figures. Uh, they're actually coming out next month. So she oh, pre-ordered nice. for me. Uh, very, cool. very excited. I forgot all about that. Shout out to Sheena. In March. What up, Sheena? Thank you, darling. And that was a, that was a big money purchase. She she did right by me. Uh, all right. So so Ninja Turtles move on. And this is the there, there's one more round in our first round of, of picks, who who goes who, who's next? Who's this week? We have from One Piece, the Straw Hat Pirates. Mm. Yeah, that's a good team. That's a good choice. I don't know who they are. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll put that was in that. We'll, we'll, cir- we'll circle back around to it. Versus the Toon Squad from yeah. Space Jam. Uh, the first I know Space Jam. There, oh. there is only one Space Jam. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Toons. All right. So basically, Looney Tunes with Babs Bunny also and, and Michael Jordan and and, and uh, yeah, Bill Bill Murray and Bill Murray. The He's the hero of that movie. There's, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the Toon Squad's a, that's a solid. Little and group. Wayne Knight. Wait. 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 Yeah. Dan Aykroyd wasn't in that picture. No. Oh. Uh, okay. So so good. 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 So Toon Squad versus the Straw Hat Pirates. Straw Hat Pirates. So now for those of you guys, Jackie doesn't doesn't know um, yeah. from One Piece the anime or the live action. Somebody mm-hmm. somebody bring her up to speed. So you have several different pirates. You have uh, the captain, Monkey D. Luffy, who mm-hmm. uh, after eating uh, the gum gum fruit, uh, basically was able to get powers that made him extra He's super stretchy. stretchy. Sounds like an anime. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It also sounds like a Mad Lib. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's like what all animes are, though, right? They're yeah. all just Mad Libs. But it's, I'm going to tell cool. you, I didn't watch the anime. Um, I, I was familiar with it. I'd seen some of it, but I didn't really watch it. Mm-hmm. But the live action on Netflix was surprisingly. I've solid. heard good things great. about like, it. I I would recommend. I, each episode is almost an hour long. They're they're little mini movies. But watch the first episode, and mm-hmm. if you don't find the, the cast of characters to be terribly charming, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll give you your money back. It's but very parts of the Caribbean every single episode. It's, nice. v- it's, it's very fun, very funny, and, and the characters are genuinely, like, like you, you, when you watch them, you're like, yeah, I'm cheering for them. They're, no. they're cool. They have one guy named Zorro who can fight with three swords at one time. He's got one nice. for each hand and one for his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Does he wear all black? That's, your son, Oliver, is a big fan. Of, yes. Yeah. He's watched a lot of it and there is a lot it's of that. It's like a thousand episodes. episodes. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Watch the live action because yeah. it's a little more digestible. I was just about to text him and ask him which one should I start with? Should I just go ahead with the live action or start with the <laughs> I feel like he's going to tell you to watch the anime. You probably He'll probably will. tell you to read the manga. Whatever's the most painful the version. <laughs> okay, so we got Toon Squad versus the Straw Hat Pirates Network and they take a, uh, a, a chance and, and vote for the best squad ever. You can go on to our Facebook friend group, the Nerd of God Squad and you can vote on who you Think should be this week's best, best thing ever. Super cool, and please do vote. We want to hear what you have to think. We don't want to give out a best thing ever to somebody who's not, in fact, the best thing ever. Yeah, correct, exactly. Um, all right, so 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 sidebar. We're, before we get into our talk tonight, we're going to be yeah. reviewing MegaCon 2024. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we saw, some of the things we got to do, some of the people we got to meet. Uh, there's a lot of great stories, Jackie. You're going to love hearing about this. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, I want to take a little bit of sidebar, and I want to say that we are in a beautiful era of humanity right now. It is not very often, especially in an election year, with all of the divided people in this country, left, right, black, white, rich, poor, up and down, all of the different people that that choose to disagree, to argue, to villainize people of different opinions and lifestyles and and positions. 
today we live in a day where the entire world has come together in unison as if they would like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony and buy them a Coke. <laughs> I think that everybody can agree that Madam Webb was terrible. Oh, it was so mm. bad. I never saw it. It was, don't, you don't need really to. Bad. It is awful. It's, I didn't even awful. know it was yes. going to be coming out until it came out and everyone crapped on it. Legitimately this, worst superhero movie I've ever seen. But what, yeah. what was so bad about it? Everything. The writing was the, right, the villain was voiceovered the entire movie and his oh, wow. somebody somebody dubbed his voice over his act uh, over Wh- that, which is actor. fine though that's okay because Alexandria is dubbed over the entire time right you know, she only ever speaks Korean everything <laughs> like, yeah. that you, Char- you Char- her. Charlotte has done her voice every every single like <laughs> Alexandria do it real quick do, say something say what. Oh my gosh, Korean! Did you hear it? <laughs> you at home probably didn't because we have it translated in real time. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, yeah. AI. But <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah. So so the the world absolutely hates Madam Web, and yeah. and almost like it's almost not even like a venomous hate. No. It's almost like people feel bad for hating it because. It just—it's it, so bad that there's it, that pity is evoked, mm-hmm. and not 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 vile like oh this is, this is terrible like in the way that people hate like whatever their least favorite Star Wars trilogy is or She Hulk, you know the people that just <laughs> and, and I'm saying that because we've had conversations before Jackie where mm-hmm. we, we take different opinions and and people can can you know just not like something they can have disagreements on it. This is universally hated. And people don't just—they're they're not enjoying hating it. It's like—it's like the world is sad at how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Was it's, it Disney or Sony? Sony. Sony. Which like, explains it. Well, so and so what? Sony. Aside from the the Venom movies, which aren't good, but they have Venom in them, so they kind of get a little bit of a pass. I only saw the first one. We know that Morbius became a joke right away. Yeah, like, yeah. Morbius yeah. is a good inst- movie compared to Man instant Web. meme status. Yeah. We're, we're all looking forward to Craven the Hunter. Sure. <laughs> I actually, I'm kind of excited because I like the. I like the actor, but yeah, you know, I yeah, sure I get it, I get it. But I think a lot of people were maybe looking forward to Madam Web because uh, is it Sydney Sweeney? People are sure she's from, she's in, from Euphoria. Or I, something I, yeah, like that. which I which yeah, I don't, I, which we would absolutely never encourage or endorse somebody watching. Elizabeth, I don't watch it. I just know that she's there. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, so there was a lot of like, kind of like hype. These young and upcoming stars, and and you know, like let's let's make. The, so, a, are you familiar with the character Madame Web outside of the existence of the movie? Absolutely a little bit. not. A little From bit. the '90s cartoon. <laughs> so, Madame Web in in my day growing up was an old woman. Yeah. An yeah. old blind woman who could see the future and would give Spider Man these like cryptic things. She's she's there's a younger version of her now, uh, but but the the point is, it's a blind woman who is connected to the web of all reality that could give glimpses of the future or possibilities of the future and um, somebody said well we can make a movie out of that should they have no No. probably not assuming is there an alternate timeline where somebody made a madam web movie and it was good probably but you can't do it the way they did it yeah. Because Madam Web, this is what's bothering me about all of these Spider-Man adjacent Sony movies, is they can't or they won't use Spider-Man, so they just kind of have to hint around it. Yes, but why? Why does the villain? Why? Why do any of the? Well, granted, the Spider Girls in this in Madam Web, you only see them in their outfits for like future visions. So the the entire movie. Don't how see much? Them. How much of the movie is the the three Spider Girls? One minute total. About a minute total, and it's all and it's all <laughs> and it's maybe, all you see in the trailers. Like that's, yes, that's the thing that they put out on all the advertising. It may oh, wow. be a minute total. It's the it villain who keeps having nightmares that they kill him and that's why he's trying to find them to kill them so he can kill them as teenage girls before that they can kill him as adults 
like when he's an old man. That's his whole that's his whole motivation for the entire movie. And it's probably a self-fulfilling prophecy because they're like, why is he trying to kill us? And, and they, they have kill to kill him. him. Nope. Yeah. They, nope. Oh. I don't want to spoil the end of the no, movie. No, no, you, but you could go spoil, spoil it. it. I no, have Madam, no Madam Webb kills him with the S and Pepsi or the P and Pepsi. One of the, the S and Pepsi Listen, falls I, on I, him. If, if we're going to be honest, Pepsi's probably going to kill more than one person at this table. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's, uh, no, there's no way that they would just create that movie, read in the actors, read the script and say, yeah, this is going to be great. The rumor that I've heard is that this first script was not bad and that's how he got everyone on but then the studio kept changing it that the motivation of the villain originally the rumor is is that it was more because the character in the spider-man universe is very much driven by like animal like there's like an animal aspect so, to everybody so the the idea is in the comic book they they toyed with the idea that peter parker got bitten by a spider and got his powers but it was only because he was predestined because he represented a totemic spider like a spider god that had chosen him to be its avatar in this world and that all throughout the multiverse all of the, the like what you know of as the many Spider-Men of those mm-hmm. you know the Spider-Verse uh, they are all these totemic characters so this character uh, Ezekiel Sims mm-hmm. uh, which w- w- they, they represented him very mysteriously we don't know who he is is he an older version of Peter Parker he has Spider-Man's powers you know we don't really know what's going on but they're they're he he's woven into the story of Peter Parker as sort of like is he a friend is he an enemy we don't know in this movie they decided to take any of the mystery and intrigue out of him and they just he just happened to be there yep. when uh, Madame Webb's mom uh, was was studying spiders in the Amazon yep. and she was killed well, while she, well he pregnant. shot her while she was pregnant oh nice yeah great great guy but wait <laughs> she wasn't sick. So, okay, so the best part of the movie, me and F saw it together in a theater, and it was a relatively full theater, like not every scene. It was a fun crowd, but it's the part of the movie, it's like the emotional crux of the movie when Madame Webb is somehow time traveling in her mind back to when her mom was um, trying to go to Peru. And apparently, she found out in the 70s that her unborn daughter had this rare genetic disease that was going to basically be a terminal illness, which I think they say the name of it, and it turns out that it's impossible to tell if a baby has that before it's born, so they already messed up there. But maybe the mom also had psychic powers, dude. Maybe, but that's what the doctor told her. So Maybe the doctor also had psychic powers. Dr. Strange. You don't know. Maybe I have psychic powers. Maybe it was Dr. Acula. (laughs) But but the best part is the doctor tells her this, and then via voiceover, Madam Wemp goes, but I don't have a terminal illness. Like exactly like how I just what? said. It. You don't have a terminal illness. And then like illness? she time she like can like project herself in the past and hugs her mom. And it's a, supposed to be a very emotional, touching scene. Yeah. Our entire theater was laughing. Like the whole theater serious? was yeah. laughing. It was the best so part, bad. Best part, no, the, one of my favorite parts was when she sees her mom and she's like, you did it. <laughs> you did there, it. There was, there you was, saved there, me. The, your description of this movie sounds like a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like a Saturday Night Live. It does not like, sound real. I was so many people laughing it's at like, the movie. And like this is a dream you had. There was more people laughing at the movie than laughing with the movie. Yeah, oh, it was. Man. There was one time during a really bad where like the villain is like talking, but literally like, you can see his mouth moving, and the words that are being said do not match what he oh, is saying. No. And after I, I heard that it's like it's like watching uh, Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Oh. No, it's it's like it's it's like watching um 
uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nat Steven Soderbergh, the guy who did the Thumb movies. Oh, yeah, it's like Kung Pao and Into the Fist. It's like that. Just really bad voiceover. And like, there's one point where it happened, and just you just hear Neff. The entire theater is quiet because it's not an entertaining scene. Neff just goes ha in the middle of the theater. Steve Steve Odekirk. Steve Odekirk. Thank you. So. All I could think of now is Tungy from, from Tung Pao. My, my, my brain is just going, we are Chinese ventriloquists. That's a lot of nuts! Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Uh, what a uh, cute baby. So, so the, <laughs> I love Kung Pao, I'm so sorry. The stupidest part of the movie, to me, um, they're, uh, the, the girls are being hunted down by this guy. Um, and I love how nothing we've heard so far is the stupidest part of the movie. Oh, yeah, well, the, they're being hunted down, and the only way that he can find them, he he somehow got this NSA lady's and it, the, secret keep passcode. Keep in mind, this takes place in 2003. Yeah, so he can access oh. all the, the cameras movie? in the entire yes. world, or in the entire U.S. In 2003? So he can see where, every, where oh, they are. Better. That's how he can find them. And so they end up getting out, getting away from him and end up going to, spoiler alert, Ben Parker's house. Wait, wait. The Ben Parker? Well, he's Uncle ben. ben. He's not an uncle yet, but his sister-in-law is pregnant. Oh, wait a Ooh. second. And she's going to name the baby, and then they never say. They never say. <gasps> they pop oh. a balloon. But, but the stupidest part is they're safe at his house, and then his Wait, 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 wait. I bet you it starts with a P. Maybe. Maybe. If only, like, was this movie subtly brought to you by the letter P? But it's brought to you by Pepsi. Because the entire oh, movie yeah. is brought to you by P Pepsi. P crushes the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> the baby's going to be born PP. Well, the baby, the ba- so the baby's being born. Uh-huh. And so Ben, like, grabs his sister-in-law and is like, we have to go to the hospital right now. I need to go to the hospital. The girls go with him in the car of and they course. get caught by a CCTV camera because, of course, they didn't just stay in the house where they couldn't be seen, obviously, because they were hiding there and nobody was going to get them. They didn't stay at the house. Well, they went in the car. Well, let us not forget the only reason why the villain knows what they look like oh. is because he described to the hacker oh, yeah. who hacked into the NSA what they look like in his dream. In 2003. And she was, yeah, and she was able to match them exactly with masks on because he's only seen them with masks on she removes the mask and de-ages them by 10 years and that's what they look like now oh, yes there they are they, wow. they they should know that it's gonna be bad like why would they spend so oh, much, I don't know. Much, oh, so much money the, is this is, is this like a, a springtime for hitler sort of thing is this it's, like, they're, it's like an we, elaborate marketing stunt so that they can get more money is it just yeah. is it, so do they make it so bad because everybody that i know that has seen this movie knew it was bad before they bought a ticket to see the yeah. movie yeah. and went just to watch it burn is it like a parody it's, or something it's, like it has no to be. it's a, a real film but Smart it's money i Equated, I call it like it's the room of superhero movies. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Oh hi, Peter. It's, oh, it's, oh hi, Ezekiel. So like, it's just ridiculous. Like, you're my favorite Spider-Man. Like at one point, because Cassie, the the Madam Web, she's like a, 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 a EMT, and so at one point she teaches the girls CPR for like. A good minute, but she's, she's not doing the right rhythm. No, it was way too fast. Right. And it's really bad. Ah, wait, wait, wait. Ah, wait was, she, was, was she doing not? Uh, first, I was afraid. I was, was petrified. petrified. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally said that. <laughs> Steven. But um, I mean, she's I, she's teaching them to kill people. Yeah, that's no, what she's doing. But then, of course, later on, they know CPR and they saved her with it. And I'm like. I hate everything about this. This was the most obvious setup of all time. Okay, so huge spoiler here, and I just want to ask the question. 
In the comic books, Madam Web is blind. Does she somehow, in the course of this movie, lose <laughs> yes. her eyesight? She gets hit in the face with a firework. At the very what? in the water, what? she falls. So she's, she's on this. Wait, she's on a oh, big. By the way, shooting fireworks. No, 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 no. no, no. The Pepsi it was factory. Fourth of July. No, the Pepsi Cola <laughs> sign factory. No, 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 no. no. Held fireworks. No, no, no. In it was a fireworks factory. That is the main part of the end of the movie. An actual fireworks factory. Like it's an episode of The Simpsons. That's what I'm saying. Like if there's a fireworks factory, are we watching the naked? Gun? But outside of the fireworks factory is a gigantic neon Pepsi, Pepsi cola sign. sign for so some reason after Pepsi cola factory. after he basically takes the three spider girls and puts them to where they're gonna die he's like you can't save all three of them and then she astral projects herself <laughs> like uh dr strange and saves all three of them oh, of course. and then i think they get into a fight like her her and ezekiel and then on the sign and then the sign falls over he falls down and then lands, and then the Pepsi sign falls on him. And the entire time, he's been able to dodge things except for this. Don't know why he didn't move out <laughs> of the way. The plot. And then she falls for plot. into the the <laughs> into the river or to the the water. And as she's falling down, not trying to stop herself from falling, she's literally just like her like arms and legs straight ahead of her falling, just not moving. Mm-hmm. A firework comes flying through the water, Ew. hits her in the face, and knocks the her out across her eyes. And then, because they they intentionally set off the fireworks to distract him. Yes. Oh. Streaks specifically across Talk her about eye line. Literally hoisted by your own petard. Didn't and like Michael Jackson get like hit by a firework by doing a Pepsi commercial? It was a it was a uh, the pyro. Yeah, that this whole movie is an apology. Hair the whole on a Pepsi commercial. The whole movie is an apology oh to the Jackson family. Gosh. Oh, it's, I feel, now I feel good about it. Now I can support this movie. That's yeah. why you were singing the Coke song at the beginning of this segment. Oh my the, goodness! Uh, the uh, the one of the most like I, I look, I just stared at Neff when this happened, and he laughed so bad. Was at the end of the movie, they're wrapping everything up, and Ben Parker's sister in law has a baby, and like you see him holding the baby because Richard Parker is off in some other country to be in a spy, and. Uh, the girls who now know Ben Parker are like, oh, he's going to love being an uncle. And I think Sidney Sweeney goes, all of the fun and none of the responsibility. And then Madam Webb goes, I don't know about that. Oh, because with great power. Yeah. They say something like that like five times in the movie. But the mm. worst part is at the beginning of the movie when before we know that Adam Scott is Ben. Parker, there's great oh, wait, responsibility. Adam Scott is ben, ben Parker. With great responsibility, Where there will come great power. I'm pretty sure there's a joke say. when they're driving through Queens and he's in the back trying to like save somebody and she's driving the ambulance. Yeah. Where she basically makes a mention like, "You've never been shot at in Queens before." Oh my god. Ah. Uh, Why? Mm. Ah. So um, we spent way too much. So time. how many how many uh, how many totemic spiders out of five would you give Madam Web? Uh, as a as a quality movie, zero. <laughs> okay. I neg I give this a negative like yeah. negative. I want the as, spiders back. I as, <laughs> give them back. I give it one spider, but with three legs. <laughs> I, as a yeah, as a just like have fun like watch it late at night and make fun of it. Probably like a four. Yeah. Okay. But like okay. don't pay for it though. Like wait for it to be streaming somewhere for free. Just steal no, it. No, wait for it to be streaming. For free, yeah. I feel bad because it was the director's first ever movie, Aww. and she just got dealt a bad. Again, I, I that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel angry about this. There are some movies that I'll watch or shows that I'll watch, and I'm like, uh, anger. Like we were, so we were talking at lunch today about um, 
you know, what, what's your favorite show? What's the show you like to watch again and again? And uh, Liz Monty was there, and she was talking about Law and Order. I've never watched Law and Order. You guys, so are you good. Law and Order fans? I've watched great show. Yeah, so I've never, I've never watched it. But to me, so I mentioned uh, She-Hulk, and I said to me, I would have liked to seen She-Hulk as sort of like that half and half show of like you know street justice and fighting crime, and then what the court side of it looks like. I feel like yeah. that would have been a great potential for it. So when I see something that falls short of its potential, I go, man, that really that makes me angry. I, I'm disappointed by that. Yeah. The same thing with with some of the Star Wars shows that I feel disappointed in. I'm like, man, I would have loved to see more of this, and I feel like we got kind of like you know the the whole hum version of it. So those kind of things disappoint me to where I'm like, I'm mad about it. But I don't feel mad about Madam Web. I just feel sad about Madam Web. Because so, it was so bad. Because it sounds like Sad it was so web. bad. And it was like, you could have done anything. Uh, from the trailer, like the idea of the time seeing in the future mechanics seemed like it was interesting. Like something interesting yeah. could have happened there. But it uh, looks like they missed it. Oh, well. Um, so so Steve-O and Neff give a do not recommend. Uh, has Is there anything that has come out that has made you go, oh, yeah, that was really good. Did you guys see the trailer for Borderlands? I did not. No, no I But I wanted see to see what you it's, thought it about is, it. Cool. It's not... I, what do you mean? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's what? not too late for them to trash it. Oh, oh wow! Wow, strong it words. But Jack Black looks so good as Claptrap. Yeah, and and Galadriel, the real Galadriel. No. Kate Blanchett. Is Lil, gonna what, ruin Lillian? They're gonna ruin it. Okay. She says they're gonna ruin it. So, uh, so far, and I predicted this about two years ago. I said the superhero movies on its way out. The video game movies coming up. This yeah. is the this is the thing. And video game movies, yeah. video game shows. We've got Fallout. Fallout's coming the, out. The yeah. Last of they're Us was out. They're, they're gonna ruin it. I'm scared oh. about that too. Sonic the Hedgehog. He's got a uh, TV show. A Knuckles and, a, and, Knuckles a show. and another movie. Yeah. And then another movie coming out in like Christmas time. And the Sonic the Hedgehog movies have been out, although very kiddie. Mario. Uh, not bad. Mario was was really Mario solid. Was Avatar. The and last now Airbender. we have the official word that there is a Legend of Zelda movie that is. I'm scared out. about that one. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm very scared. So if Zelda comes out and it's it's Madam Web quality, will you be sad or will you be mad? Both. Right? At right? the same time. Is it going to be animated or live action? It's going to be live action, which live is what worries action. me the most. The fact that we're like so worried wow. about our favorite like things coming out to live action, we're like, oh, it's going to be bad. This I, is it. It's I'm, like, Jesus, yes. come back. Just come back, Lord, before the Zelda movie. <laughs> I can't should, handle like this level of disappointment. We should be so excited. And we're like, nah. I want to be excited. I was excited about Borderlands until you just took a no, dump on just it. Just imagine, so just imagine you're sitting there in the movie theater and you haven't seen the Zelda trailer and it pops up and it looks... It looks crazy, and then all they show at the end, Legend of Zelda, Spirit Tracks. <laughs> That's going to be what really determines how excited I the get music, for the- The music <laughs> plays for the trailer is Quad City DJs, like, come on, ride the train. <laughs> and very quietly, as the as the Nintendo logo shows at the end, you just hear the, whoever's going to play uh, Link just go, well, excuse me, princess, and then cuts the board. No, the only script they have for Link laugh. is just, <laughs> I've heard people say that their fan casting for the for Legend of Zelda is Tom Holland yeah. as Zelda. Oh. <laughs> oh. Under my umbrella. <laughs> so, speaking of Tom Holland, um, the uh, we'll, we'll let's shift gears now, and we'll, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about MegaCon. We have a game we're going to play, uh, so stay tuned for that. After after our MegaCon chat, we're going to play a quick game called Okay Genius. Uh, but before we do, let's let's get into MegaCon. Um, yeah. So a four day event happening right here in Orlando, Florida, February first, second, third, and fourth, and uh, we have been now several years. Uh, to set up at the MegaCon event. We we go out there, the kind of the general purpose of us going out there is to shine the light of Christ 
in what would otherwise be a fairly dark climate, a very dark world uh, that lends itself towards you know a lot of anger, a lot of violence, a lot of depression, a lot of a lot of uh, you know scary and and murderous sort of themes. And it seems like it should be good fun, right? Because it's comic books and fantasy and, and those sort of things. But there's there is just a lot of darkness and there's a lot of hurting people out there. So we decide that we are going to go out and we are going to be a light. We're going to go out and we're going to encourage people that are believers to let their light shine in that environment. That it's okay to go out there and put the gospel first. And, uh, and, and to represent Christ in, in their fandoms. And we also want to challenge the expectations and preconceived notions of non-believers and let them know, look, whatever you thought about Christians, whatever you assumed that we think about you and about your culture, about your fandom, let's put that on pause and let's see that we are out here to love you. We have something in common. We love the same things that you love. And, um, and maybe we want to tell you about a person who loves you too. His name is Jesus. So that's kind of the, the opportunities that we have. Um, this year, uh, we, we uh, campaigned to try to get in there and, and make uh, a couple inroads to be able to speak and share some uh, different ideas in uh, panels and organized platforms, and, and we were able to do that. So on uh, Friday, uh, I was able to, to represent the gospel according to Neon Genesis Evangelion, religion and anime, uh, which is uh, a, an unpacking of the original Neon Genesis series that uh, uses symbology in it of religious symbols, and we kind of point to Jesus through that. Uh, the next day, which is Saturday, we had a podcast episode, episode 200 of our podcast Woo. we did live, yeah. and uh, that is available now wherever fine podcasts are consumed. And then on Sunday morning, we did something we've never done before, and it was uh, pretty astounding, and that was the Nerd of Godcast Sunday service. We had church at Megacon, yeah. and yeah. it was awesome. Uh, so let's let's kind of go day by day, and uh, you know we'll we'll, we'll save we'll, we'll save the church service for for a little bit later on. But let's talk a little bit about some of the experiences, the people that you guys met at MegaCon, some of the memories that you have, and uh, and then and then we'll talk a little bit about the church service at the end and kind of what's next for us. It was a great year. I mean, I think that's probably the best year we've ever had at MegaCon overall, personally. By what metric? Just really good interactions with people. Um, and it's kind of felt like it was not that not that us going to Megacon in the past hasn't been God ordained, but it was almost like God was like showing us even beforehand, like, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be impactful. Like I'm gonna make things happen. Like it was like a week before Megacon and we had no idea if we were going to do any panels no at idea. all. Yeah. And then uh, we were able to just have the panels that we wanted at the times that we wanted, just like that. Yeah. You know, like way like just small things like getting the the books for for the show like there was a way that god had his hand in that just seeing like god preparing everything for us i went into megacon with like an expectation of god is prepared for this so we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we are it's just gonna be a good time and i just felt like it really like the entire all four days was interacting with people was very good even with people who didn't necessarily like like what we were doing they weren't anti what we were doing but they weren't like it's really hard to be anti us because we're really lovable that's true we're, <laughs> we're very super charming. super charming uh you, you mentioned the book uh you guys all had a chance to kind of look at hopefully you guys got a chance to look at the devo book yes mm -hmm. um they were um really really well done yeah, mm. yeah. very popular very and good. and very popular we brought a book with us uh that was contributed by our daily nerd devo uh you know recorders uh writers and um, we had 70 devotions compiled into a book um, 
that was it was put together for us by an awesome editing team. Yes. And I want to give a wonderful shout out to to Ryan Felton, our Devo manager. Ryan is the one that keeps this thing going. He's the one that keeps the relationships happening and and keeping people connected to making sure that we have content every single weekday. Uh, it was also Andrew and Christina Whiteside were vital Woo. in uh, helping us to compile and catalog over 1,000 of amazing. our Devos and uh, put them all together. And Carrie Wright, uh, our favorite Canadian uh, lawyer. Uh, and, and that team of people put together, went through all of our Devos, selected uh, nearly 100 of them to kind of put in and help transcribe them. So by the time I got to the party, they had put together Devos. They had r- taken the audio recordings and written them all out. So all I had to do was kind of take them, uh, select them, arrange them, and then kind of proofread and edit them down so that they were you know, content appropriate for the books. And uh, boy, we could not have done this without their hard work and their contributions mm-hmm. to making it happen. And I, I, from, from all of us here, real ministry happened. We were able to put that in the hands of hundreds, hundreds of people we're able to walk out of that that uh, that podcast out of, out of that out of that convention with the word of god in their hand in a way that they that that it, 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 it sort of excites and mm-hmm. engages their fandoms hundreds of people walked out with the word of god something that they can kind of take on a you know several month journey and mm-hmm. uh, boy that would not have happened without andrew christina carrie and uh, and Ryan and uh, Sheena, yeah. of course, too, because Sheena was a real big part. Mm-hmm. And once I put it together, reading through those bo- those books over and over <laughs> and over again to make sure that I didn't, you know, make any typos or spelling errors or anything like that. So, uh, man, we just could not thank you uh, enough. <laughs> thank you. That was, that was amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're so grateful. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Uh, name names out of school because I don't think people do this for the the glory and the credit. But uh, I will say this: the um, the the Devo books that we had, we had a very generous uh, contributor who is um, just so faithful and and wanted a way to, to help out, and they helped to cover the printing costs for for wow. just about all of the books, which was a a, a, a multi thousand dollar contribution. That's amazing. So yeah, truly, truly amazing. So again, I don't want to name names because I don't think that's their motivation for that, but I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so yes. much. You know who you, you are. Shout you know who you shout are. Shout out to you. God bless your ministry. Um, <clears throat> hey, I, I just got a text message, you guys. Oh. And I also want to take a quick aside from, um, from Megacon and let you guys know, thankfully, uh, I got a text message that says, it's AT&T. <laughs> Sorry. We apologize for Thursday's outage, which may have impacted your ability to connect with others. We value you as a customer and commit to doing better. No free month or anything. That, like or? that's like that's yeah, like, that's like the sorriest apology. That's like it won't happen again, baby. I'm so well, sorry. I'm so sorry, man. Sometimes I just get so mad. I just uh, it's just this it's just this darn Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if, if you lost Johnson, Forrest Gump. Oh, LBJ. Always at his farm. Never always at the ranch. Never at the White House. What's he doing down there? Some, I just you know I just want to smack Jenny around and blame LBJ. Right? Jenny doesn't belong with you. She belongs back home, Greenbow, Alabama. What the heck are you guys quoting? Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. Best Been picture winner, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so it, the the that was a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the we had those devotions. Um, we did sell them 
at the booth, but we didn't sell them to make money on them. We just sold them basically to cover uh, the, the the cost of having them there and the shipping and stuff like that. So we 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 sell them basically at cost, and uh, but we gave them away. Uh, one of the cool stories that I have, and, and because the the Devo book was a really interesting way to engage with people, if I saw someone in cosplay and I knew that we had a Devo in the book that like lined up with their fandom, mm. I was able to say, hey, 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 that's a really awesome cosplay. I remember one, the first one I did this to was uh, somebody that was dressed up like Ellen Ripley from Alien. Nice. And I said, we have this awesome Devo in here, and it was, um, it was one about Proverbs uh, 31. It was written by Christina Whiteside. And I said, we have a thing in here about, about you know Ellen Ripley. Can I give you a copy of this book and uh, just as a gift to say awesome cosplay? And this person was like super, like, wow, Oh, yeah, really? Heck yeah, free things. Yeah. So I took the book, I took one of our uh, one of our little cards in the sticker, and I just kind of marked it in there on that page of the Devo. And, and that person was like, they were going to just walk right by our booth. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. But we were able to put the word of God in their hands. That actually happened several, several times. Yep. Everybody that came to our podcast uh, got a copy of the Devo. Everybody that came to our church service got a copy of the Devo. Tell me about some of the interactions. Alexandria, you had some great, you're, you are a, a, a Booth Queen, because you have you 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 take that time and make it real ministry time. Um, I I I walked up on you, uh, talking with people, praying with people, numerous times. T- tell me about some of your your choice interactions at MegaCon. I think the one that stands out most to me is actually a young lady who came to the church service mm-hmm. on Sunday, mm-hmm. did not know that our booth existed, and saw in the program that there was going to be a church service yeah and she's fairly new in her faith walk like by a couple of years maybe okay Mm -hmm. um and we were just chatting a bit and talking about her favorite fandoms and all of these things that she's into and she says i can't i she said i can't believe you guys are here yeah this is so crazy to me because it was three years ago when when she did not know the lord she had no idea like what her life's path was and somebody that she ran into who had a very similar cosplay to her at another con um just befriended her and it was a a young lady who's younger than her but just befriended her and shared the gospel with her at a mega con or at at a comic convention yeah and gave her a copy of the life book oh wow and it was marked it had notes and highlights and this young woman gave this other cosplayer this life book mm. and basically became a mentor to her. Oh wow! Even though she was younger, and we have the life books as well. If you don't know what that is, it's it's something that's done for it's it's designed for students, but it's the Gospel of John with kind of notes and and kind of sidebar things in there that help you maybe to look at the the gospel story for the first time in a, a new and unique way. It's very mm-hmm. accessible. It doesn't feel like a Bible. It doesn't look like a Bible, but it brings you gospel truth in a, in a very digestible baby step sort of way. And so we were just chatting a bit and I just felt this like overwhelming. I had this like sense that she felt like, even though she knows that part of her life story is her loving nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of her life story is also discovering and, understanding what her faith walk looks like Mm -hmm. she didn't see the crossover even though the gospel was shared with her at a con with somebody who was cosplaying yeah wow she she thought those two things had to remain separate uh and that it kind of like had to be a secret in either of those spaces that in like the christian world her nerd uh love had to be 
kind of like pushed to the side or that at cons her like love for the lord had to be kind of pushed to the side and so i was just encouraging her and saying that no we can use these things we can use the things that we geek out about that we love to cosplay as and we can and we can allow our faith to be woven into it and so i just had a really great time chatting with her and towards the end of our conversation i was just able to pray with her and it was just yeah it was just a really really amazing moment because she had it was like this place where you could see like these two worlds for her collided wow and it gave her permission to allow those worlds to coexist uh and not be separated that's really awesome neff i have a picture here of a young man in a mask and, and you guys kind of have your hands up. It almost looks like you're high-fiving, but you're yeah. actually praying with each other. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, about that interaction. Uh, that's a young man. His name is Hunter. Okay. He's very cool. Uh, he came by, and uh, we talk, We got to talking a little bit, and he told me that uh, he just gotten baptized uh, recently. And I was like, man, he said it was like the beginning of his faith walk and everything. And I said, man, can I just pray for you real quick just to like – give you strength and everything is that okay and he's like yeah and i didn't know whether i should lay hands i was like can i lay hands on you or you okay and he put up his hands and i'm like all right high five for the lord (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i just prayed over him and um you know just try to encourage him and let him know like you know god's got your back and prayed for strength over him and that he would have uh continued courage and strength in his faith journey yeah wow that's really awesome there was a lot of prayers at the yeah there was <laughs> i felt like we really we really had like a lot of actual ministry that was happening yeah. in the booth and it was cool because several people that that came by were returning because they'd gotten to meet us over the past couple of years we had one one couple that came by and they specifically they were disappointed to because i was there and they're yeah. like they're like oh, yeah. uh is is Ali and Alexandria gonna be here? <laughs> and like, uh, hi, my name's Chopped Liver. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, and and they had met you guys the year before, mm-hmm. and yeah. they came back specifically Aww. to to kind of catch up with you guys. Yeah, that was uh, Eddie and Barbara. They're a wonderful couple, and so they were sweet. just really uh, sweet. And uh, I just wanted to let Eddie know if he's listening, I did pray for you about your back and about your job situation. So hopefully those things have been taken care of by the Lord in his time. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. You know, it's such, such awesome like ministry was happening in our interactions and in, in getting to talk to people, not only at our table, but just even around uh, around the con. We had um, we had a, a guest at the table. We did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, we got connected to Gigi Edgeley from the TV show Farscape. And uh, Gigi was a delight. She was going to be at Megacon, but she didn't have, uh, she wasn't on the official Megacon schedule, so she didn't really have a place to uh, set up and, and sign autographs and whatnot. And um, she reached out to us. She got connected with us through a person in my church, and um, she was going to kind of come just kind of camp out with us. I thought, you know what? We had somebody that very generously helped to financially support our booth, so mm-hmm. let's let's open Let's open this opportunity. Let's use what was gifted to us as a gift for somebody else. Uh, we don't need. She's like, oh, I can sign autographs for you. I can do whatever. It's like, no, we don't need anything. She's like, I can help promote your booth. I'm like, you don't have to. We're not doing this to kind of like coattail on you. We just want to do this to, to be kind mm-hmm. and gracious. Uh, and she ended up not coming over to us, but she said, but my mate Spen is looking for a place. And I'm like, mm-hmm. your mate Spen. Okay. So, <laughs> so Spen, Spencer Wilding came over to, uh, <laughs> 
to visit us on the first day, and he's like, "Oh, I just, well, we got a price, dude. I had it. You know, and he's from <laughs> Wales. Him. He's from Wales. Spencer, who is uh, on on paper, he's he's six foot seven. Um, yeah. He's a big old really boy, yeah. and he's he he really was tall. he was um, he played the werewolf from uh, Harry Potter, and he's the, the physical version of Prisoner the werewolf. Of the physical oh, werewolf. Uh, he was in Pooping. Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the uh, the guard at the prison that took uh, Star Lord's Walkman. The, nice. blue, the blue guy, yeah, the the blue guy. Um, he he has been in, in several different things. He was one of the main villains in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Nice, and uh, he was in a little movie called Rogue One where he played Darth Vader. Nice, he <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. and uh, uh, he he the most physically impactful, like in, in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in, like in the most terrifying, terrifying Darth Vader. Yeah, so terrifying, terrifying. The, the, intimidating. The, was yeah, the word I was yeah. For. He was he was definitely an intimidating. I mean, slamming him rebels up against the ceiling, and uh, and he hung out with us. He took he took half of our space, uh, a quarter of our space, and. And he just set up his stuff. He was talking with people. He brought us candy every morning. Sweeties. Sweeties. He brought us sweeties. sweeties. He was he was great. He was I awesome. And the he cool thing was this. So he he goes to cons. He's in these movies. He's a nice guy. But because of who we were, it prompted spiritual conversations with him. So he began telling a story about his child, his son, mm. who was diagnosed with a very rare form of, uh, I guess it was kind of leukemia, cancer, something mm. like that. And uh, as he was telling the story, he's like, yeah, they, it's just not very... Um, it's not good it's like news. Like one in a hundred thousand kids get it or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, very rare, very sick. And he began telling me how the doctors were saying, "Hey, this is going to go this way. Where we're going to have to do the chemo. We're going to have to do the radiation." Yeah. And he said, "We're going to make this a matter of faith." So he brought his child to this place where these nuns are. He's like, "This is is a place. It's a well. The nuns have blessed it." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "And we went up there and we made it a thing of prayer." He said, "I, I talked to the big man upstairs and we were, yeah, yeah. You know. And um, it's a very good impression. Yeah. And he he went and he he said they actually got down. Got into the way it was like a pool of Bethesda sort of thing. No, right? literally. And uh, and he's like, they went back to the doctor. The doctor's like, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, Kid, wow. your, your kid's fine. So he's like, so I know, I know. Yes. <laughs> so um, it was it was just a really cool interaction that he probably wasn't sharing that story with normal people at a, at a con, but mm-hmm. but because of who we were, it yeah. sort of brought out that, yeah. that testimony yeah. and that story of faith. So really, really cool uh, to to have Darth Vader with us, and he was yeah. a really nice guy, and a lot of people got to come by and meet him and and, and meet us. His you know, interactions him, were so. my favorite. He would walk up like, you like Star Wars? I was in Star Wars, Darth Vader. I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever you say, man. <laughs> I'll be telling my kids one day, I hung out with Darth Vader. I yeah. hung out with Darth Vader. So <laughs> he brought us sweeties. He brought us sweeties. Uh, he can't give them away. It's crazy. <laughs> so we... Um, I mentioned him when we had our church service at MegaCon, and you can watch that. It's also on our YouTube channel. You can watch the entire church service. Uh, by the way, Stephen, uh, you are never allowed to film a church service again, ever. <laughs> I didn't film it. You did it with a ca- Yes, you did. Oh, with oh, when I was walking I mean, around, it was only in the most academic sense of filming. Yes. Oh, I was I was like half paying. I was no, I cl- clearly I, was, I know. I was more a forty-five minute service. Stephen gave me two minutes and thirty seconds of footage, and most of it looked like it was filmed from the back of a pickup truck on a dirt road. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I was having trouble focusing. Yeah, if you if you clearly if you watch the if you watch our our live service, you will see the camera that was the, which was an iPhone that was put on a, a, a tripod and then you will see every now and again I'll cut it to uh, what appears to be a nightmare earthquake scenario happening <laughs> uh, in, in which in which three young spider girls are killing yeah. Stephen <laughs> uh, I'm so, like I watched it I'm like ooh we're moving yeah we're moving and we're, we're moving. done and we're done uh, so, so I, I told Christian I said give me that footage and he's like um, you can't use this I'm like <laughs> 
I'm gonna use it, and I'm gonna be cussing Steven the whole time. I do it. <laughs> Next year when we do it, it'll be much better. Yeah, it, can, it, it can't be worse. <laughs> um, but, but it, don't tempt it. him with a good time. <laughs> okay. I'll make it more Morbius instead of Bad Boy. That's, that's more like just you know raise the bar a little. So um, uh, one of the illustrations I used in the church service was uh, you know people. There was a guy that was dressed up like Darth Vader. He had the full. I mean, it was a really good cosplay of Vader. He's walking around with the helmet off, but he walked by uh, our booth. And uh, Spen was there, Spencer, and he's like, hey, you like Star Wars? And the guy's like, yeah, and just walk right by him. Like, basically just ignored him. Oh, my god! And I'm like, you have no idea, dude. You're a Darth Vader fan. You dressed up like Darth Vader, and you walked right by Darth, Darth Vader, Vader. Yep. and didn't even pay him any mind. Yeah. I said, that is something that Christians need to be aware of, that so many of us will call ourselves Christians. So mm-hmm. many of us will wear our, our, our Jesus crosses and carry our Jesus Bibles and listen to our Z88.3. But when Jesus is sitting there calling our names, we'll just walk right by him, yeah. mm-hmm. completely content to cosplay as a Christian instead of actually having a relationship with the one uh, who, who made it real. So it was it was, uh, it was just really powerful. The Lord really used that to kind of bring some, some good illustrations. Stephen, we had an interaction with a guy. We did. And uh, he came to our podcast sat in the back. I, I don't know what his story was. He was, uh, you know, n- nerdy people at a con. They come in every shape and size and all across the spectrum of social interactions. Some of them are very, you know, inward. Some of them are extremely extroverted. Uh, but this guy came by and he was he was cosplaying. And he, He's he, a great cosplayer. Great cosplayer. Sat and listened to our, um, our, our podcast. I made a reference during the podcast, many of you will remember, uh, to Lord of the Rings. I quoted Gandalf. I misquoted Gandalf. That's why I remember it. Because you misquoted it. I misquoted it. Well, this guy, this young man, bless him, came and found our booth <laughs> to correct me. Oh, <laughs> which is why I'm glad that most of our podcasts are not in person because I can't handle everybody coming to me all the time going, "Um, actually, actually there's nothing yeah. that a nerd loves better than an "Um, actually." You know, right? you just now invited everyone to slide uh, into your DMs but, every time you do something wrong. Listen, if it, if it's gonna happen, uh, it, I I don't mind. I'll be accountable for whatever I say wrong. So he came and he and, and it started a really good conversation and he was talking about uh, Lord of the Rings. Our, uh, one of our, our best thing ever, our, our, our two question interview was if you could bring somebody back uh, from, you know, some, a, a dead celebrity back to do a, a, a panel at a, pot, a con, who would you bring back? And he said, I would bring back J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, that I was like, that's a, a great, one. great answer. Great answer. So we, we had a conversation with this guy and I'm showing the people around the table a, a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And um, he began telling me that look, I'm not into this. I'm not religious. I don't believe in this. I'm. I'm it's not it, my thing. It's not my thing. I'm agnostic at best, but I just don't believe in religion. I just don't believe in God. And it's like, uh, so, so it's like, oh, I, you know, I understand. So tell me what you're into. And we just began talking about his fandoms. And again, he was pretty reserved until it clicked in my mind mm-hmm. what he was cosplaying as. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't get it at first, but I noticed his gun and he had a custom made firearm. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that along the barrel of the gun, mm-hmm. uh, there was names carved into. And I went, are you are you uh, cosplaying as Percy from Vox Machina? And he lit up. Mm. And he just began like talking about the podcast Vox Machina and the animated show. And and he began sharing like, oh, well, and there, there's a scene where Percy, you know, goes back and he gets all the revenge. But at the end, he says this in the podcast, but they don't say it in the show where he's like, was it even worth it? Is this even something I wanted? And he just began kind of like giving a daily nerd Devo yeah, yeah. about this experience that he had of, of, of watching and, and consuming this fandom. And it was so great to watch him like light up and have this. So, um. I, I just kind of asked him, like, you could see him mm-hmm. get unguarded in that moment. Yeah. 
and he opened up about his dad, and he said that his dad, who, whose name is Don Hatfield, uh, he said his dad, um, and I say that because we, we're going to, as a podcast community, not only us around the table, but all of our Nerdy Godcast listeners, I want to ask you to pray because I told this young man that we would be praying for his dad. His dad was diagnosed with cancer. As he was telling us this, his very stoic, rigid, you know, uh, non-emotional demeanor began to break and his lips began to tremble and he, he just he got he got a little emotional you could tell that, that he's not comfortable with with showing emotion like that yeah. and I said is it okay for me to pray for your dad and you could see his his reaction was very measured and he's mm-hmm. like um sure if 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 you think if, if that's something that you want to do like mm-hmm. like he was he was agreeing to it but he wasn't like he wasn't like wholeheartedly uh, yeah he, it wasn't even just the wholeheartedly yes it was like well i mean you know if you want to you know mm-hmm. like he was saying yes but he didn't want to say yes mm-hmm. so well, we if you did. think it's a good idea yeah if you think it's a good idea so so steven and i were there and we prayed with him we prayed for his dad like this guy who is a, i don't believe this i don't want him to do this i just came by here to tell you you're wrong on your gandalf quote and we had a chance <laughs> to pray with him and it turned into praying for his dad right so so Stephen shared a a really good, and I won't go into it, but he shared a little bit about his, you know, the situation that his mom went through and kind of a similar testimony and gave him an encouragement. It was a great, like perfect, couldn't have been a a better word at that time. And then Stephen encouraged him. He said, why don't you come to our church service tomorrow morning? And he's like, no, this that's not my thing. As I said, I'm not religious. This really isn't my not really my my bag so okay uh well man we're just so grateful to meet you do you mind keeping in contact with us you know so you can let us know a little bit about how things are going with your dad i don't give out my personal information super cool okay. super mm-hmm. cool we, we get it we get it we get it um so next morning we're setting up church and uh guess who shows up and stands in the back Aww. my dude showed up standing in the back wow. and he was there with us for the church service even though he said that's not my thing i'm not going to come there is no mm-hmm. way you planted that seed that that guy was going to end up in a church service anywhere in this country mm-hmm. on any given sunday but because the nerd of god cast was at megacon wow. and god opened a door for us mm-hmm. to have church service mm-hmm. he got to hear the gospel in a language that he understood in a way that was presented to him lovingly and non-judgmentally with with real acceptance and enthusiasm for his fandom for his passion wow. uh, meeting him where he was because mm-hmm. we can have the best church in the city of Longwood, in the city of Orlando, wherever we are, we can have the best church service in town. And my dude was never going to walk through our doors. Mm-hmm. But we went to where he was. Mm-hmm. Now, Sunday morning happened. We invited the opening of the show today in our social media queue. was That was Christian Zadek, Dr. Zay. He's a regular contributor to our uh, Daily Nerdivo. He's been on the show uh, several times. Uh, good friend from back in the day. We reached out to him, and he and his daughters uh, came over, drove to Orlando, and came. And he's like, we'll do whatever you need to do. We'll pray for people. We'll do whatever. So he brought his guitar. Uh, his daughter sang. His other daughter played the cajon. And um, we had worship service at Megacon. Yeah. Yes. They gave us a room <laughs> that was used as a uh, K-pop dance party room. God bless. God. It was like 20 chairs. It was, it was, <laughs> there, were, there were just south of 30 chairs in there. And um, we, we, were, we were getting ready. We were getting set up. My goal was to have 10 people show up. Yeah. I figured if, there's ten, if 10 people show up, we've done our thing. There's more of them than there are of us, and we've got to win if 10 people show up. It was the very first thing at the con 
on Sunday morning. Like like curtain jerker, like mm-hmm. like they're opening the doors to the con right as we start. We had 45 minutes in this room, and this room was buried in the downstairs way. I mean, we yeah. were like in the basement's basement, right? Yeah. You like, had to we really search far. for it. Like you had to yeah. know where you were going, right? Yeah. There was no yeah. time to consult a map unless you knew where you were going. And and, and besides that, parking was, was atrocious, so yes. people were having such delays Terrible. just even getting to the building and getting in the building. So we thought, no one's going to be here, but if we got 10, if 10 people show up, it was worth it. So Lismati was setting up chairs and she's like, uh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to set up 20 chairs. And I said, why? And she said, because if I set up 30 chairs and only 10 people show up, you're going to get all in your head like you do. And you're going to start feeling like the whole thing was a failure. And I'm like, she's not wrong. (laughs) I said, go ahead and set up all the chairs. So we set up, it was about 30 chairs and there, and it was, there was a couple other like, like love seat sort of chairs that were in there. So we pulled everything over that we could. And uh, it was just a really strange, awkward configuration for the room. But we set it up and we made it work. And at about 20 minutes before the service started, we did it start at, like at 10? Yeah. Mm-hmm. started yeah. at 10. So about 20 minutes to 10, people started walking in the door. And I thought, surely they're lost. <laughs> <laughs> they were on their way to something else. And I'm like, we're looking for those, the Smash Brothers uh, gaming rally. Absolutely. Uh, so he, the, people start walking. I'm like, you guys here for the church service? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And uh, at about 10 minutes to 10, uh, it was standing room only. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, it's okay. Amazing. So at the end of the day, we, we counted. We had other people that were there. Some friends. Howard Salter was there with, with Madison and uh, a couple other people that we knew. But for the most part, it was people that we only had met at the mm-hmm. con. People that we had only met the previous days that were there for the podcast that, that saw it on the actual official Megacon app. And our final count, I believe, was 108 people that were there in That's the room amazing. by the time it was all done. Uh, yes. We had church. We had worship. There's pictures. You can see them online of, of Wesley and Buttercup with their hands raised up in the air. Uh, we had people that, that, that came in and they were hungry for God. They were worshiping. We had people that came in that were just curious and checking it out mm-hmm. and standing in the back along the wall. And I thought maybe people are going to come in here and bring a little bit of drama. Everybody that came in had such a peace, had such an mm-hmm. acceptance, had such a, a just a gentle spirit. And God was really, really honored in that service. I can tell you offhand right now that there are three people that I know of who expressed to me the day prior that they were actually so sad that they were going to miss part of Megacon because they were going to go to church the next morning Mm -hmm. and then be at Megacon later and then they were going to lose time because of parking and the shuttles and this, that, and the other. And I said, oh, that's awesome that you want to go to church. We're actually going to have church here tomorrow. You want to be there? (laughs) And they were like... Wait, you're gonna have like church? Like, <laughs> so many people are like, surprise. so many people are like, my pastor gave me a really hard time because I was gonna miss church. I said, come, on, I'll write you a note. That was one of my favorite parts about at least Thursday, Friday, Saturday was just telling people about the church service because everyone was in disbelief, but not even like a, like, no, you're not gonna. do It, it was like, wait, really? You're, the, yeah. You can do that here? Like, you're, it's you're, like, well, well, we're gonna find out. Yeah. My well. my my friend and coworker, she showed up too. Her name is Nightly. Shout out to Nightly. And um, she told me, um, she was like, oh, I felt so bad the entire time because I was going to go to church, but I really wanted to go to MagCon. But I was like talking to God in the car and I was like, God, like, you know, I, you know, I love you. I just, you know, I'm going to go to MagCon because it's my only day that I get to go. But God, I love you. And all of a sudden I see on my phone on the MagCon, uh, like the things that were happening and I saw, 
your podcast and you guys were having a church service i had to come she like she like felt so blessed she like she loved it she's actually one of the girls in the pictures it was awesome it was awesome there were so many like i love looking and seeing oh here's a person dressed up full-on like loki yeah right just worshiping god and and it was was awesome just really really beautiful but then there were so many people that were just sort of checking it out too yeah Mm -hmm. we had curious we we had jedi and vulcans we had wizards and uh we had a a dude dressed up like harley quinn come as you are you know and that was what it was And, and and they got first off nobody got condescended to nobody nope. got nope. judgmental sideways glances nope. uh, I mean if you're if you're a dude and you're dressed like a, a girl there's no better place for you to be than within the sound of the word of God within yes. the sound of the, of the love of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, cared for and 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 you know do with compassion and yeah. welcome because Jesus extends welcome yes. to people mm-hmm. he extends love and and grace and and, and it just a, a, a open arms. Um, it, it is not about being perfect to walk into the presence of God. It's about yeah. walking in the presence of God as you are and letting Christ start a great work in you. And I believe that a great work was started at Megacon. I believe yeah. that the yes. word of God was, was sown into. Now, somebody asked me when we were done, they said, well, how many salvations did you have? And I said, none, because we didn't give an opportunity for salvation. And I'll tell you why. It was an intentional, prayerful thing. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't want people to raise their hands just so we can say, well, we had 15 people. We mm-hmm. had 30 people except Jesus today. And then we're like, bye, see ya. Yeah. And no one's there to disciple them. So what we did instead was we're creating ongoing relationship. We're having conversations with them. We're, we put the word of God in their hand in the, in the way of these devotions. We're giving them opportunities to, to grow in their faith and not just have some emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. Now you might think, hey, that's probably a mistake. You probably did it wrong. Well, then, then you do church at Megacon next yeah, year. Yeah. You, right. tell you, me do how, it. you tell me how the Lord directs <laughs> you to do it. But, um, but, but what a great, powerful reaction. We had so many people that reached out to us in email, social media, or came by the booth that said we wanted to be there. We couldn't get here on time. We, so I think people are really, really hungry for this. We've had people mm-hmm. reach out and say next year uh, we want to be a part of this. Now, um, last year we prayed. It was Saturday. We, we knew we needed to renew for Megacon for, um, for, the, for the, the upcoming year for 2024, and we had no money. We had no money, mm-hmm. no no dollars. And Sheena and I stood at that booth in the morning. We prayed, God, you're going to have to send somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and that's, that was a ridiculous prayer. Felt I was almost embarrassed to pray it, right? And, uh, and and dude, by the end of that day, not even joking, that, that happened at like 8 o'clock in the morning by like 1 in the afternoon, some guy came by. Uh, I say some guy, an absolute hero, super ubermensch mm-hmm. came by and he just began talking a little bit about, hey, my daughter's here. This is kind of her thing. What is it that you guys do? And I told him and, and we just had this long conversation about his faith. We had a long conversation about, you know, what he does and, and mm-hmm. when, what he's all about. And um, it was just really good. Like I felt we really struck up a good little friendship quickly at the con. And, um, and, and, and he began telling me about these charitable things that he did and kind of like, you know, what he does to, to sort of help different ministries and stuff. And I'm going, well, you can help this ministry. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, how do I say that though? Right? Like, what's my move? Lord, is this the guy? Or did you send a guy here? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to say, Hey, I think the Lord might've sent you here to help pay for our booth next year. Mm-hmm. That's tacky. Mm-hmm. And I, so I didn't want to do it. So I'm like, God, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm shy. I don't want to do it. And then like, as I'm thinking this in my head, he goes, so how much does it cost to have a table here? And I'm like, well, I'm, it's funny you should ask, man. It's, it's <laughs> this amount of money. He goes, you know what I want to do? I want to go ahead and take care of your, wow. your booth for next year. I'm like, shut Incredible. up. So that was last year. He, he helped us out for this year. So uh, it's like, okay, God, well, uh, the Tuesday before Megacon, I thought, Lord, 
I, I gave up like the most feeble, limp-wristed, like wet noodle prayer. I'm like, well, Lord, I don't know. Like, I don't even want to like ask. Like, maybe let's just not do it next year, God. Like, I don't even want to like. How's that going to happen again? Like, oh, I don't. <laughs> okay, God, if you if you want us to do it, just make it work. But if you not, think it's a good idea, if you think it's a good idea, <laughs> just whatever. But like, I don't think we're gonna like. I don't think we're gonna get a table next year. Like, I just I, let's just let's just not do it. And uh, this was Tuesday before MegaCon. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at a staff meeting, and my phone blink, and it's my dude. And he goes, "Hey, just wanted to check up on you. Uh, let me know if you guys are going to do this thing again next year. I want to take care of it." And I'm like, no. shut up so right now. God I said, God, so my prayer was so weak. Like, I don't even believe you heard it, much yeah. less honored it. God is so good. And um, so so I did reach out to him, and he goes, well, I'm going to, and he gave me a dollar amount, and it was about half of what we needed. And I'm like, man, thank you so much. That's really, really fantastic. Great. And then he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to send this. And he doubled it. Uh, <laughs> wow. And I'm going, all right. Thank so you, Jesus. It was just like Jesus just did all these things. that, I Like, like that. there were so many different areas where we had needs. It's like, well, how are we going to? I'll tell you with the cost of the books. Did I talk? Did I tell you guys about this? Like, with the cost of the books, it was going to be about $5,000 wow. for yep. the books. And um and and the person that that was helping me to fund the book said, "Well, I can, I, I at best I can do half of that." So I'm going, "Okay, well, I don't know how we're going to get the other half, uh, but we are definitely 100% over the amount of dollars that I have for these books." So I'm <clears> like, <throat> "Maybe I can cut pages out of it. Maybe we can like do a cheaper quality of printing, or maybe we can just, uh, I don't know." So the print company calls me back and they're like, "Hey, I talked to my manager, and since you get a bunch of stuff that's printed here, we're going to do it for half of what we told you originally." And I'm I like, "Shut that. up! That's Shut good. up!" Praise the Lord. Like it was like God such a Jesus thing. It was like, what? Are, God, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. All right, you, you just want to like autograph it with glitter paint? Like, what are you doing? God, God's Don't tell me it's a good time. Yeah, right. Like, so, know, so God did all of these things. We're believing already mm-hmm. for next year. It's going to be in February again of next year. Uh, we want to open it up the, for for people to come and be a part of our ministry team because not only do we want to do church service and do panels like we have done, which has been great. Not only do we have a table where we can minister to people and pray for people like we have, but we also want to deploy people. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexandria has a strategy that she got working with uh, Bubba Stallcup from Love Thy Nerd, uh, where we want to go out into the con, go into the gaming rooms, go into the places where the people are, and actually bring Jesus to the people. So not only are we going to have an on-stage presence, not only will we have an at-a-table presence, but but we want to filter in and actually go out to the highways and the hedges and create these relationships, real-life discipleship, real-life relationship. Uh, this is our goal. Clearly, God wants us there. Yes. Clearly, God has a purpose for us, and, and I believe, and there's no horn-tooting in this at all, I believe that God is honored and has been found faithful yes. mm-hmm. by what we have done and by what you have done in helping us to make it a reality. And uh, we're, we are not there to put a podcast over. We are not there to make money. Mm-hmm. We are not there to sell books. We are there to bring the love and light of Jesus Christ, yes. the word of God, to a place that is uh, that, that would otherwise not have that impact. So um, one of the coolest things, and we'll, we'll wrap up our Megacon talk here, is... Um, we had a guy named Eddie. Eddie, we've met a couple of years in a row. And Eddie came by and uh, on Sunday morning, and he's, uh, after we, we just got back from our church service, and he goes, hey, I was just in a panel with, and he, he named a name, and I didn't know who this person was, but clearly I was in the minority. He said, I was just in a panel with Butch Hartman. You know who Butch Hartman is, Jackie? No. Have you ever heard of a show called The Fairly Odd Parents? 
Oh. And Danny Phantom. <laughs> yeah. He made those. Nice. Oh That's his God. art style. I remember Okay, that. his name now rings a yeah. bell. So yeah. he's the creator of those shows. And I was just at a panel, and somebody asked him, they said, what's your inspiration? What helps you, you know, what, what fuels your creativity? And he said, well, it's it comes from the Word of God. It comes from having a relationship with Jesus. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. So uh, I said, Eddie, I said, here's the deal, man. I said, I, I, he is somewhere in this convention center. Somewhere in this building is Butch Hartman. I want you to take this card and go find Butch Hartman mm-hmm. and let him know that we're here and tell him that we want to meet him. Mm-hmm. If you can go make that happen, you come back here, let me know that you did it. I'm going to give you a, you know, a free shirt or whatever. So about an hour and a half later, Eddie comes back. He's like, yep. I did it. I gave him the card. I'm like, yep. okay. All right. Here's your so, shirt. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think I had wandered from the, the table for a few minutes and I came back and Steven's having a conversation. Maybe Steven and Ollie. I, I, somebody, it was me, me and Neff. I was w- talking with somebody. Neff have a conversation with, with, a, with a nice lady and uh, they're, they're just chatting and talking, a, a lady and a young man. And um, I, I didn't know who they were. And Steven kind of waves me over and I come talk and she turns and introduces me and she goes, my name's Julianne Hartman. I'm Butch Hartman's wife. Mm. And we had a phenomenal, you, you just want to talk about an incredible human being, just an awesome, she was great to talk to, amazing mm-hmm. person. And we had the longest, coolest, most exciting, energetic conversation. She was telling me about the ministry they're doing. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too many things because we're actually hoping to have a good conversation with, with Butch here on the, on the podcast uh, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they, they're doing like real ministry. He's, yes. he's got some, some kids materials out there that are world-class quality yeah uh, bringing an unfiltered like jesus gospel an illustrated children's bible that has like comic strips and stuff it's so cool like like it's in his style it's like fairly odd parents there's an app that they have that has animated shows and games and song sing-alongs and and it's it's it really is quite fun so as a kids pastor i am a fan it it was (laughs) really awesome. awesome so uh so she she's like well Actually, it was it was Liz Mati and Marlies were there, and Marlies, who you know, she's in the wheelchair. You know, she's just like, uh, she's like, can you tell your husband that you know he's great? And she, no. and, and, and she goes, would you like to meet him? And she's like, well, yes, I would. Yeah, of course. So he's like, this is my sister. So, I look up too. Yeah. So they they went and uh, we we went and me and Marlies and Liz Mati went to go meet Butch Hartman, and all of a sudden I hear this like this thudding behind me and I turn around and Neff is trying to sneak up. That was my fault. And he like, said, he said, him too? he's like, Steven said I could come. <laughs> <laughs> so we went over and, and we were probably about 20 feet away from where, where Butch was. He was at a table signing autographs. He had a long line of people signing autographs and he turned and he saw us and he held up a card, the Nerd of Godcast card. He held it up like he knew, he recognized us Aww. and knew who we were. So I was like, oh, awesome. So his wife went back there and he came around the table and, um, Man, he just got down. He just talked to us, took pictures with us. You know, we we, we just so exciting. So what a nice, awesome person, such a creative okay. person. Yes. And, um, you know, we got a chance to pray together. And it was just really, really, really awesome. So, um, And he hugged Marlies. He did. Oh. He, hugged, he hugged her. Oh, good. So and she's like, you were pretty much the author of my childhood. Oh, <laughs> so oh my true. goodness. He was, he was really, really awesome. So, um, so, so y- y- you kind of got an, a, a bird's eye view, a little bit of what Megacon was all about. I mean, just hear a, a few of the stories. Certainly, uh, it, it doesn't encapsulate four days of interaction, amazing interaction. And uh, you, you just have to be there with us. So um, you, you're going to see some things kind of coming up towards the end of the year about what Megacon 
2025 is going to look like. And, and uh, we want to open up the door for you guys to come down and be a part of it. And uh, this really this really can be bigger than it's ever been before. And um, we, we want to do it right. So be, be, begin praying with us. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been praying. Thank you to everybody who has financially uh, contributed to mm-hmm. to what we are doing. Even those of you guys that, that have just been gone on to gone on the Nerd of, God, uh, Nerd of God's stash on our website, which is our merch store and bought t-shirts and bought books and, and bought pins and stickers. Uh, everything that you do helps us financially um, not to get rich, certainly, but to we, don't, uh, we ain't getting paid. We, nobody, ain't nobody get paid, right? <laughs> but it helps us to financially not only keep the podcast on the air, but it also helps us to invest in, in this con and and perhaps other cons, which is uh, our next stretch goal is to get involved in, in different things. So I had a couple people come up and say, "You should come to this con." We, we've gotten invited, yeah, we've got invited to, to several other conventions now uh, across Florida and the Southeast, even uh, one in Canada. And, and one oh, in, uh, I think it was in Philadelphia, which I know you're not a Philly. Hey, yo. It's okay. But um, we're working our way up to San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, we're holding out for a management position. So thank you guys <laughs> again for, for everything and, uh, and and thank you for your support. I, I, I know that, that Jackie, you had to sit there and just kind of listen more than anything because you weren't uh, able to be with us this year. But yeah. um, but but next year, next year, next year, you'll you'll be you'll be married and uh, we, we can. We can put uh, put you back to work. Yeah. So, um, hey, pull out your boards. We're gonna play a game real quick. Yay! Ooh. I got a board. This game is called Okay Genius, and uh, okay. the way that this is gonna work is I'm gonna ask each of you guys a question. You're gonna be the genius uh, once per round, and I'm gonna ask you a question that has a numerical answer. Okay. okay. No. For instance, if the question might be, uh, "Hey, genius, how many slices of pizza make up a normal round pizza?" You don't have to write it down, but the number might be let's eight. just eight. it might be eight. Right? Wait, is it Hungry Howie's pizza? No. I have so, dyscalculia. I love okay. Hungry Howie's. Is it school pizza? So the way that this is gonna work is I'm going to ask the genius a question, and without asking me any follow-up questions, as you guys just so annoyingly did, um, <laughs> you guys are going to write down the genius is going to write down the right answer and whatever answer the genius writes down is the right answer so genius you're right because you're the genius everybody else has to get as close to the genius's answer as they can so the genius can choose to be right or very wrong on purpose yeah but the genius is going to try to be right you don't want to be ridiculously wrong because if you do that you're a jerk and everyone will shun you Stephen, yeah, so I'm not going to do that. I'm so genius, give, give the right answer, you would do, though. and uh, and and we're going to uh, and everyone has to guess. If you guess, you will have the um, you will get a point. So closest uh, closest to the pin gets a point. Uh, we'll say genius number one is going to be uh, Liz. Okay, Liz, what is okay. the perfect okay. amount of TV? to watch in a week and we're going to say in hours like, what is the perfect amount of tv to watch in a week liz is going to write her answer everybody else is going to try to guess liz's answer so liz you got your answer oh, everybody else we're going to do this do this quick and three two one liz show us your answer Eight hours. Oh, what do we got? Wow. Twenty-one hours. I did 20. twenty because I have a TV problem. Three hours. Yeah. This is three hours. Yeah, a, me too. Three yeah. hours a day. Nick, what'd you get? I said thirty-six. Thirty-six. <laughs> Good yeah. lord. Nick, wait, Nick wait. works from home. All it? right. I wrote twelve, and Oliver wrote seven, so Ollie gets the point. There's, you know, uh, seven days in a week, so that's roughly five I hours. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, that's why I did twenty-one. All right, uh, keeping this going, Jackie. Yeah. How many awards should you win before getting yourself a trophy case? 
How many awards should you win before getting yourself a trophy case? I'm going to give you just a few seconds here. Um, Let's all show our answers, and then we'll see what Jackie has to say. Steven? Eight. Ollie? Eleven. Eight. Fifteen. Liz? Eleven. I said eight. Nick? Five. Jackie? Ten. 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 All right. Who's closest? Ollie is closest again. And Liz. And Liz. Each Ollie and Liz each get a point. I don't. I, this Are is we counting th- our points? Yeah. yeah keep them. Just mark Always them on your board. Always count your points. My thought process is you put board. like five on a shelf. All right. Uh, <laughs> you're going to need something for a case. I got you. I got you. All right. Alexandria, how many years must you know someone before you can call them an old friend? Alexandria calls everybody friends. So I do. This is, this is so difficult. Stupid. This was the worst question She's like, for me. I'm with you. So how how many years or minutes? How many years? <laughs> <laughs> how many years must you know someone before you call them an old friend? This is my old friend. I met him at Chipotle five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. I was so old five minutes are ago. They, are they 87? Because you can know them for five minutes. And Neff. Be an old friend. Uh, eight. Ollie? Three. Steven? Knowing Alexandria, I said one. All right. Jackie? Seven. Liz? Seven. I put two. Nick. Ten. I said five. Five years. Oh. Who's closest? I think the sevens. I think it's. Yes. I mean, well, I had, it's I between like wait, Ollie eight. and seven. Well, Tony, yeah, who said two. seven? Uh, Me. And All right. Jackie. So Jackie and Ollie split a point. Oh. You guys. You guys. And Liz. And Liz. Sorry. Gosh. He couldn't hear you. It's I okay. forgot that you were is here. Is it because I'm brown? What? Because I'm what? This it's marker because... is garbage. Yeah, mine, mine too. Whoever used this last time, like pressed it in, like they it's were nice. angry at it. I'm blaming Charlotte. Okay, Neff. I can literally like, look. It's not even like doing the thing. Neff, how many cupcakes should be at a funeral for someone known as Carl the Cupcake King? Oh wow! How many cupcakes should be at the funeral for someone known as Carl the Cupcake King? All right. Ollie, show us your answer. 75. Steven? 100. Wow. Liz? 23. Jackie? 1,000. Nice. 1,214. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? 75. I put 999. How many cupcakes? It's got to be at least 1,000. It's got to be Jackie yeah! on the money. It's got to be at least 1,000. Jackie on the money gets the point. I was off by one. One cupcake, too few. Uh, no, mind price you, is right, you, you would have mm-hmm. to have 1,000 people at the... The funeral. No, you don't. No, I don't think. No, I think you underestimate the amount of cupcakes I can eat. If you're eat. the cupcake king, you're getting buried with some cupcakes, dog. Right? Yeah, Buried in the world's largest muffin tin. Ew. <laughs> Ollie. Is it cake? How many different fandoms, <laughs> TV shows, movies, comic books, etc., do you have to be a part of to be a nerd? How many different fandoms do you have to be a part of to be a nerd? I have strong opinions about my answer. Me too. I don't. I'm a flip-flopper. <laughs> All right. Ollie's got his answer. Steven, what you got? One. Neff. One. Alexandria. Uno. Jackie. One. Liz. Seven. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's Nick. Keeper. One. I put two. One. Everybody gets a point. Except for Liz, who obviously <laughs> judges everybody. Except for me and Liz. At least seven. Liz is like, if at you least don't seven. Have, don't even talk to me if you don't have at least seven One for fandoms. every day of the week that you're not <laughs> watching. Library card right she now. Said, 
Baldur's Gate one, two, and three. Fallout, Fallout, New Vegas, Fallout. She's like the bo- the Borders Gate trailer is trash, and so are you if you don't like at least six other things. Yeah. Steven, Borders yes. Gate. How many days after milk's expiration date is it still okay to drink? How many days after milk's expiration date is it still okay to Never drink? Never strong opinion. Yeah, I'm a little. I have very I'm a strong little opinions. I am not a flip flopper on this. Nicholas, one. Ollie, two. Neff, zero. <laughs> I said three. Minus three. Oh, whoa, wow. <laughs> Extra protective. You, you need to drink it three days before it expires or it's expired. Man, vigilant. Oh. I put zero. I put two. One of you guys got it right on the money. It's three. Yay! Just a minus the this is a sick world with sick people. No, listen, guys. Real, <laughs> like, good like, milk. Yeah, can be used beyond its expiration. Yeah, we're in America. America. Expir- it's not Expir- good milk. Expiration dates you are suggestions. To, you just have to know you when it's to bad. Smell it. I have a two. Wait, if if expiration that, dates that are fuck. suggestions, then is it possible that Jackie's right? That maybe you you don't get the full amount. Okay, hey, but listen, like, is it a guess? It could I be had three cheese days. go bad a week before the actual expiration date, and we didn't find out till after we already cooked the food. Wait, wait, wait. Is it the cheese that Neff brought you from Philadelphia? No, that because that was bad before I got to DC with it. But here's the thing. There are different words for different dates. Yeah, best, best buy. Best buy, ex- expiration. Sell by. Sell by dates. Yeah. Yep. So if you opened it before that date, it actually has a shelf life of whatever cheese has a shelf life of. Mm-hmm. That's why Jackie, Jackie is holding her moldy cheese. Like, this is, this is why. You have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. You just can't get into it because they would never understand. Well, you don't have your headphones on. I just oh, you don't have your headphones on. Because <laughs> it was hurting my ears. But, uh, I have is, whittle ears. This is why Jackie only buys single-use items now. Only one slice of cheese a day. <laughs> uh, Nicholas. For weak people. You are a, a father. Yes, I am. Um, how long should you keep your child's artwork before you toss it? And we're going to go in. Uh, we're gonna, uh, let's, let's make that in should we, uh, years, months. Uh, let's, let's make it in months. So it can be thirty six months. It can be one hundred twenty months. But we'll go. We'll go with months. On J- that Jacob one. hasn't quite gotten to the artwork. No, I know, phase but, yet. but oh, no, he's he going has. to eventually. Oh, he has. We have Why is there nothing on the fridge then, Sadler? I, I don't know. Because they're all in his special that. book. Not a, not enough magnets. <laughs> if you got a fridge and you got art, I need, we don't I need got to see my magnets. nephew's. All right, artwork. how many months? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm writing mine down. How many months math? should you keep your child's artwork before you toss it, uh, Stephen? 1,044 months. Okay. <laughs> it's roughly 85 years. Ollie. Eight months. Eight months. Eight months. Six months. Alexandria? A week. A week. <laughs> 1.25 months. Uh, Jackie? Three months. Liz. People hate kids. I put 72. Kids do a lot of artwork. I put oh, 120 man. months. You have no Nick? idea. I put six months. Yeah. That, that kid, Let's go. Oh my gosh. You do they like turn out artwork at that it's daycare? Like, it's like, yeah. I don't want to keep your old stuff. What have you done for me lately? It's at <laughs> least, no, it's at least one art project a, a day. So he comes yeah. home with seven or like five a week and then that stacks up pretty quick. Has, oh, every, yeah. has everybody gone? Can I can I can I get some of that artwork for my desk? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, I will do this one. How many times must someone pass gas on a road trip for you to hold a vote to kick them out of the car? <laughs> oh. But like, is it bad or? How many times should matters. someone pass gas on a road trip? Must someone pass gas on a road trip for you to hold a vote to kick them out of the car? My fiance at least rolls down the window. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll start with you with you and your fiance. What's the one one time? <laughs> one and done. Three, three. 
It's really two, right? <laughs> 25. <laughs> 25 times. 25 times. Wait, what's the half? Huh? What's a half gas it's pass? It's a it's silent part. <laughs> it's like a, what is it? Oh. When they try to sneak it by. I was yeah. like, I hope that's not like a, I misjudged that Steven? one. Steven? <laughs> one. One. Liz? 12. 12. 12. Oh my you go God. crap your okay. pants, girl. <laughs> Twelve farts and seven phantoms. Oh this my stars and garters, it's getting on this vehicle. Twelve farts and seven. This station wagon's getting that's, like a sauna. That's gonna be that's Liz's model biography. Twelve farts and seven phantoms. <laughs> the Liz Marquis story. Uh, and it's she's she did the audio recording herself. My name is Liz and welcome uh, to Seven Farts of Seven Fans. Husband you, okay? Girl, you're twelve farts to the wind. Let me tell you about the time I met Kevin Conroy. Nick, how many uh, how many times does somebody have to pass gas before you vote to kick him out? Two. Two. Uh, I wrote down three. Hey. Oh. The first one, you can say, okay, that was, that was okay, mistake, it happens. Mm-hmm. Second one, it's like, okay, now you're being egregious. Third one, it's like, that's actionable. Well, now, three three strikes, you're out. Now, what I also need you, nobody to do is tell my wife that that was the number that I set, because I don't need that one coming back at me. <laughs> Tony, she will Tony, hold me accountable. Neff, can you go pick me up? Yeah, it'll, it'll exactly. That's four times. She's going to kick me out of the car like I kicked Steven out that one time on Orange Blossom yeah, Trail. Yeah, you kicked me out in the ghetto oh, of the car. Wait, why did you kick him out? I don't even I was being Steven. Because you farted oh, okay. 12 times. I was going to say, was did you fart four we times? Teenage Steven, I dropped him off and I thought, I'm just going to circle the block and come back. We're, but we I, what I didn't realize shot. was that they had like construction, so I couldn't just circle the block and come back. I had to go like two miles down the road. Oh, so poor Steven was just sitting there for 10 minutes thinking I left him. But I also didn't know where we were. I didn't, you drove, I didn't realize. As I was until you left. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to leave you on Orange Balls Pill. I'm like, this is where you left me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's add up our scores. Let's see how we did. Who's the uh, Who's the real genius today? Liz has two. I have two. Jackie? I, I think it was two. I've got two. Neff, I've got three. Ollie, I got three as well. Steven? I've got one. And Nick, one. One. All right, Ollie and Nick, or Ollie and, and Neff, you guys are the geniuses. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you guys a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. okay. Here we go. This is well, your. We're all going to guess, and you have to guess what we're all guessing at it together. <laughs> Whoever's closer wins. Okay. That math ain't math. <laughs> Steven is going to write the right answer because Steven's the genius, and you guys are going to see who gets closer to Steven. Great. Okay. This is where I can be a jerk. Steven. Yes. How many vampires live on Vampire Island? How many vampires live on Vampire Island? <laughs> I mean, it is Vampire Island. Wait, who's playing? So Steven Wait. is the genius. This is just a tiebreaker between Ollie and Neff to gotcha. see who the winner is. All right. Ollie, how many vampires live on Vampire Island? 53. 53 vampires. Neff. 666. Steven, how many vampires <laughs> does it take to make it a Vampire Island? 1,931. <laughs> oh, Neff is the winner. He is the guy who knew. Great job, Neff. It was 1931 when the first track looked like Nat Nas Friday, I was going right? to say, was that, the, was that the year that the book came out? That's, well, not the book. The book came out in the 1800s. But, Fabulous. Uh, all right. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank <laughs> you guys so much for uh, listening to this Nerd of Godcast. If you are new, part of the Megacon crew, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope that we have not disgusted or disappointed you, uh, although that is very likely, and we all offer no guarantees that we 
won't. Um, thank you guys again for uh, for coming and joining us, for helping us out at Megacon, for taking time away from work and time away from family uh, to come out and support. Thank you to uh, Neff and to Oliver, who actually went to church on Sunday morning in our proper church to make sure that things ran properly <laughs> while we were having uh, nerd church at Megacon. Thank you guys, and you came out and met us a little bit later on. We definitely appreciate that. And uh, for all of you guys listening out there, um, man, just thanks for your prayers. Thanks for your faithfulness, and thank you for being a, a, a big help. If you want to be part of the financial blessing of the Nerd of Godcast, you can visit us on our Patreon page. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Nerd of Godcast. Uh, it's a great way for you to connect and support. Plus, you get episodes early, bonus contents, game nights, meetups. It is a lot of fun. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you. From all of us here at the Nerd of Godcast, Steve-O Supremo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Jamaican Ollie. Yeah, man. Quentin Gregory Neff. Thank you, comic book creators, for shining on my stuff. Alexandria Marica. <laughs> Bye, friends. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Megacon Liz. <laughs> Nick the engineer. Goodbye. And for Charlotte and Liz Mati. And are we missing anybody else? EJ. Tori and uh, the girl, the, and the, the the weird girl that moved to Atlanta. We ain't got to go home, but, but we can't stay here. What kind of uh, boat is a vampire's favorite boat? What kind of boat is a vampire's favorite boat? A blood vessel. Ah. What is uh, what is a- the, what is the symptoms that a vampire is most likely to display if they test positive for COVID? Coffin. Uh, <laughs> I just I made that, that up. I'm too. sorry. No, just, no, that one's good. What's a pirate's favorite letter? Not R. No, because it is be the C. It's the sea he longs for. Yeah, well, yeah. That works too. We, why do we just jump from vampires to pirates? Because I don't have a vampire joke, but I, 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 I always, have, to be I always have a pirate either. joke at the hip. Steven does have a vampire joke. It just sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it really, it just really causes me a lot of pain in the neck to really have to deal with that. <laughs> Did you hear about the vampire that joined the baseball team? Mm. No, he was really good at the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I go to the doctor, I, my neck always hurts. So don't ever go to Doctor Acula ever again. Boo! Well, yes. I hated that one. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Dracula humor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I left that sound effect on our board. It was beautiful. (laughs) For that moment, exactly. For that moment, exactly.